Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. Glory to God. So we want to start the new year on a fervent note because that's the prophetic direction. You see, a lot of people don't know how to work with the word and war with the word. It is one thing to receive prophecy and to rejoice in prophecy. It's another thing to run with it. So we want to run with it. Hallelujah. From the beginning, we're not waiting till tomorrow. We are running with the word of God. Amen, somebody. All right, quickly, John chapter 7, verse 37. I'm going to preach just for a few minutes and I'll be out of your face. John 7, 37. It says, in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried with a loud voice. If any man thirst, let him come to me and drink out of his belly. He says, he that believes, as the scripture said, out of his belly shall flow what? I want to hear you. Out of his belly shall flow what? Did he say a cup of living water? Did he say a drop of living water? He said, rivers of living water out of his belly. Now, I said that to say, you must understand that Christianity as an experience is intelligent and intentional in its design. So you don't just look at the church next door as your definition of who a Christian should be. You look at the word. And what does the word say? He that believes out of his belly shall flow rivers rivers, rivers. So listen, you ought to gauge your experience with the word of God. I know that I've got God, but is God abundant in my life? Is he overflowing in my life? Because he says, they that believe out of their belly shall flow rivers. Meaning just enough is not enough. Half full, half empty is not enough. He promised rivers of living water in such a way that it is logically inconsistent the amount of water that is coming out of this small body. There must be gushers for days, abundance for the rest of my life, rivers of living water. I mean, if you just touch me a little, I will ooze out with the Spirit of God. That's God's plan. By design, Spiritual experience is meant to be abundant. If it is not abundant, it is not enough. If it is not abundant, you are not doing it enough. Listen, some people have gotten used to the modern day idea of Christianity of just barest minimum. Yeah, I just come to church and some people are shouting, I don't know why. But I just lift my hand just high enough and I give just enough and I pray just enough. That's not God's plan for your life. He promised rivers. Come on. Out of your belly shall flow rivers, rivers of living. Do you believe it? Sing it one more time. Out of my belly. Shall flow rivers, 
It was David that said, Thou anointed my head with oil. He said, My cup does what? Hallelujah. <laughs> so listen, imagine it. Jesus knows your capacity. But on purpose, he doesn't stop when you're full. He just keeps pouring. He just keeps pouring. He just keeps pouring until you are drenched in it. Until you are surrounded by it. He keeps pouring. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. That's his plan. That's his plan. God wants you to be oozing his presence in abundance. That when you step into the room, they know someone has come in. When you leave, they know someone has left. It's possible. It's possible. Full of God. That's his plan for your life this year. You know, which of you buys a phone, a brand new iPhone, and then when you get home, you discover that the Bluetooth is not working, and the Wi-Fi is not working, and barely anything is working, but it can make call. So you say, oh, well, as long as it can make call. Is that what you do? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Listen, so you bought it for a full experience. And if the full experience is not there, it's not good enough. You're going to take it back and you're going to make some complaints. The same thing with the word of God. Yeah, you are doing okay. You pray as often as you can. You study as often as you can. But God's promise is fullness. Did you hear what I said? You might have the spirit, but God wants you to be full of the spirit. There are two different things. It's not enough to have the spirit. God wants you full and overflowing. Abundance. Say abundance. abundance. Paul said, for this cause, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he might grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in your inner man. It says that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. It says, and that you being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with the saints what is the breath. Oh my God. So listen, there are measurements in the Christian experience. You might have gone sideways, but you have not touched the real breath. Come on, are you getting me? He says you might comprehend with the saints what is the breath and what is the length and what is the height of the love of God so that you've been rooted and grounded in love. Rooted and grounded. Is that not what we said this year is going to be about? It says that you should know the love of Christ which passes knowledge so that you will be filled with the fullness of God. So that you will be what? God wants you full. That's his plan. Full. Full. I want you to be full of the Spirit this year. Go all the way. Go all out. Go all out for God, not halfway. Not one leg in, one leg out. God's plan. Listen, Paul prayed for you. He says, I bow my knees that you'll be full with the fullness of God. It's nice that you're here. You come to church. But when people see you pray, do they see fullness? When they see you study, do they see fullness? 
If that's what, not what they see, then there's more, 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 there's more. They must see fullness. That I will be filled with the fullness of God. Can you say that when we say that I will be filled with the fullness of God? Say in the name of Jesus, in the year 2023, I will be filled with the fullness of God. Uh, listen, we've been filled with other things. We've been filled with social media. We are always up to date. We know all the new slangs, all the new trends, all the new dance steps. God bless social media. It has its place. But God wants you to be full with Him. We've been full with, with movies, filled with movies. All the latest movies, all the latest series were up to date. But God wants you to be filled with the fullness of God. Hallelujah. You've been filled with music. You know all the latest artists. You know all the trends. You know all those things. God wants you to be filled with the fullness of God. Jesus said, if you drink the water that I give you, it shall be a well. <laughs> Come on, are you listening to me? Do you have a cup or a well? That's the question. It says, if you, have, if you drink of the water that I give, it shall be a well springing up to everlasting life. Say, I carry the well of God in me. Hallelujah. Oh, there is an active and a busy stream inside me. It knows no end. It flows without hindrance. Come on, are you with me? That's God's plan for my life. And I refuse to embrace anything less. Say loud amen. amen. You know, this is the real purpose of fasting and I'm going to teach on fasting this month. Fasting is not about food. Yeah, we fast with food, but it's not about food. It is about depriving yourself from good to emphasize what is best. That's what fasting is. I wish I could teach more on this now, but there'll be time for that. Depriving yourself of what is good. You see, many Christians only know about deprivation of what is wrong, of what is sinful. They're trying to stop the sinful things. But listen, there must be a proper priority in your life. Where even good things are not first things. Ah, come on, are you with me? God must be your best, your highest, and your purest joy, your chief joy. The Bible calls him chief joy. God wants you rich. He blesses you with money, but money must not be first in your life. And so fasting reorders my priority. Because I don't want to be full with anything more than I am full of God. Otherwise, that's the definition of idolatry. You don't have to bow, bow before a graven image to be an idol worshiper. If there is anything to which Jesus is second place in your life, you are an idol worshiper. And so John warns the people, he says, beware of idols. Don't just say, I, 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 it's, it's not my portion. You have to watch for it. It could be the little things. 
you know, it doesn't start one day. You like good things. But after a while, the, the interest becomes inordinate. Maybe you like to look good. Now, you are obsessed with yourself. Every mirror, have you seen people, even the side mirror of every car, you are doing like this, doing like this. You know, watch it. It can get excessive. Please, are you listening to me? So you watch it. Beware of idols. You know what Jesus said? He says, anyone who loves mother or father or anything more than me, he says, it's not worthy of me. Oh my God, have you read that in your Bible? So, meaning I must even assess my love. The same Jesus that says love your neighbor is telling you you must not love anybody more than him. So you must prioritize your love. Honor your parents, but don't worship them. Some of you, the reason you have not obeyed God is because of your parents. And guess what? When you see him, your parents will not be there to answer with you. They will not be there. You will give account for your life. You are an adult. An adult. Honor your parents, but don't worship them. Let me tell you this from experience. Your parents just want to be sure you know what they're doing. If you take your stand full of conviction and it works well, you know what many people will say? Maybe not your parents. They say, We always knew you would make it. <laughs> I say, Since when? <laughs> always? <laughs> Hallelujah. But if you don't obey God, you will have yourself to blame. You will. At the end of the day, you are the one who will give account. Please, are you listening to this? They came to Jesus and they asked, what is the greatest commandment of the law? And he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. Listen, I want you to answer honestly. Can you say, that you love the Lord your God with all your heart? Can you say that about yourself now? Can others say that about you? Let me say this. If you are in love, it will not be a secret. <laughs> if others cannot say it about you, it is not true. If you are in love, it will not be a secret. I will never forget this boy, Samuel, <laughs> in school. He was my roommate. And Samuel had this crazy obsession with this girl. And he only had one class to see her all the time. And it was a general class. There's so many people in the class. And we kept nudging him, you know the way guys do it. Talk to her now. He said, no, you're shy. And so one day Samuel comes back to the room. He's singing. Let, girls, let me tell you. You see all those hard guys? Some of them behave like this, you know. So he's singing and whistling. So we said, what is the matter? He said, I spoke to her today. Ha! We were so happy. We surrounded him. We said, Jesus, Jesus, how did it happen? Guess what he said? You won't believe it. He said, she stepped on me and she said, sorry. <laughs> I looked at him. I said, you are finished. <laughs> I said, you are finished, you know. <laughs> you are gone. 
Oh my God. Listen. The wildest, most adventurous obsession you've ever had should be a far cry from the emotions that you have towards God. This year, release yourself. Release yourself. That, that's why I keep telling you, let me tell you something. Genuinely, some of us put walls because of bad experiences, church hurt, and all those things. You can't worship effectively with walls. You cannot. You can't worship effectively, being self-conscious. People are looking at me. If you can't come to a place like this and cry, release yourself, kneel, jump, shout. That's why sometimes I push you, I exercise you. You know, do it. Do it. I've seen your passion about the nation. A nation that has given you very little hope that it will be better. You are still passionate. What about the gospel? When I look at your wall, what have you said? What do you say? I can see sports, music. You have a comment about everything except Christ. Not this year. Come on, are you listening to me? Not this year. Not this year. He says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. And then he says, with all your mind. Oh my God. And this is important because this is a lesson on how to fall in love with Jesus. It begins with knowledge. If you know him better, you will love him more. Start learning about Jesus. This is the year to become committed to a church that actually teaches about Jesus and not what you can get from him. Uh. Did you hear what I said? You can hear about what you can get from Jesus all year round and think you have been going to church. Hear about Jesus. Jesus. Someone asked a brilliant question. If you had the opportunity to get to heaven with all his glory and enjoyment and satisfaction, but without Christ, will you be interested? Oh, don't lie. Maybe now that I've said it, you can readjust your heart. But some people, subconsciously, they want what Christ gives more than Christ. But Christ himself is salvation. Did you, did you hear what I said? If Christ is not there, it's not heaven. If Christ is not there, it's not heaven. Learn to seek him above all things. Seek him first. Seek him best. Please, are you listening to me? And like I said, it begins with knowledge. The whole hymn says day by day, Dear Lord, of these three things I pray, to see you more clearly and love you more dearly and follow you more nearly. It all begins with seeing him more clearly. If you see him more clearly, you will love him. Can I tell you something? The people who have to be cajoled to worship, they've not seen Jesus. <laughs> they've not seen Jesus. If you are in love with anything this world has to offer, and you're not in love with Jesus, you have not seen him. You have not seen him. If you see him, uh, to know him is to love him. 
I'm telling you. So listen, uh, you can have your love for God grow by your knowledge of him growing. John says to know the love of Christ. To know the love of Christ. You can know the love of Christ. So start, start reading about it. Start listening to sermons. That's how you grow your fondness. You can grow your fondness about anything in this world by giving it more attention. It's that simple. Just by giving it more attention. And you know one thing you can know about Jesus that will make you fall in love with him is to know how much he loves you. You know, I think I was in school when I heard a preacher talk about this. And he talked about how Jesus loves us as much as the Father loves him and how God loves us as much as he loves Jesus. It blew my mind. That Jesus is praying in John 17 and he's praying that you, you will know that God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. Think about that. He loves me that much. He's that interested in me. Oh my God. If you knew that, it would change your life. It would change this, your epileptic prayer life and study life and Christian love life. It begins with knowledge. But it doesn't end there. You don't stop with intellectual enjoyment. It must be followed by some things. But listen, before I move from that point, I want to say this. You see, when Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your might and with all your soul, he was quoting from Deuteronomy. I told you that yesterday. Deuteronomy 6. I want to read the full text so that you will know what it means to love the Lord your God with your mind. So Deuteronomy 6, 5, which shall love the Lord your God with your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. He says, and these words which I command you this day shall be in your heart. He says, you shall teach them diligently to your children and talk about it. Listen, so to love the Lord with your mind. Don't forget the word of God says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, what? So listen, we will know that you love the Lord with your mind if you talk about him often. If you don't talk about Jesus often, you don't love him as you should. Have you noticed you always talk about what you love? It's a natural principle of life. Whatever you love, you will talk about. Whatever you love. You know, I was teaching on this, something similar to this when I was teaching on joy. Has it ever happened to you, you found a very funny meme or, or skit? After you laugh, there's something you do. You share. You, 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 you have at least three friends. There are those three friends. The moment you click the share button, their names will appear. You know, you know what I mean? You, you know? Has it ever happened to you? You found something very funny, you sent to the person, but the person was busy. And the person hadn't responded. It was as if your life was on pause. Because you can't wait to hear how the person will respond. And after 
guy, well, you just call the guy. Guy, check your DM now. <laughs> because true joy is not complete until it is shared. If you are not sharing it, it is not pure joy for you. There is something about joy. It is not complete. It's as if you cannot finish laughing at that video until someone laughs with you. Who do you share sermons with? When was the last time you saw a text that blessed you in the word of God and you sent it to your friends? Start practicing it. Especially those of you who are friends here, you always share memes. Start sharing scriptures. Sharing the word of God. I've taught you this. Practice it when you meet even to play. Just say, you know what? Let's pray. Let's pray for a bit. Learn to pray together. Is there any of us who has something that you want us to agree with you with? You know, this is how we grew up. Our parents used to do it. <laughs> you know, a, com a comedian, you know, it's okay. Laughs about how when the parents finish laughing, you will just say, mm, Ejeka Badura. You know what? You know that, right? After they laugh, there will be a sign. Mm. It's, it's something we're used to. But now you are so deep. Let's bring that back. Let us pray. Pray. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, I said, thank you, Jesus. So we start with knowledge, but it, like I said, it doesn't end there. You have to put effort to it. You have to put structure to it. He didn't just say, love the Lord your God with all your might. Mind, he said, with all your might. Meaning, we must see the investment of your energy. Hallelujah. See, thank God for hard work. But if you only work for money, your work is an idol. You must work for the Lord. Find something to contribute to his agenda. See, financial partnership is a good start, but it's not enough. Some of you, even that one, you don't do. Maybe I should talk about that a little. Let me see, let me tell you, one of the ways to grow spiritually is to part away with money. I'm telling you. You know this church, you are, you are not, we don't emphasize money all the time. I'm, but I'm, for spiritual growth, because money is one of the biggest idols in every heart. When you can part way with money, not just to the church, but to the poor. Have you given before and it was as if they wanted to remove your heart? Have you given before and you, as you were going, you say, what have I done? This, that's called circumcision. <laughs> as God circumcised you, you, you ask on your, in fact, as a person is thanking you, you want to say, it's okay, it's okay, don't, don't rub it in. You know, it might even be little things. You give someone a cloth, they style it better than you. And they just show up like this. Ha! Like, ah, you look nice. <laughs> See, your heart must bleed like that regularly. It's good for your health. 
it's good for you put money under. Hallelujah. You put, put money under. And then do something. Join a service unit. You know, talk about Jesus. You, you see, if, if, if you're not evangelizing as you should, at least invite someone to church. And do it regularly. Do something. Do something to advance the cause of Christ. You can't claim to love him and not care that other people he loves don't know him. You can't, can't continue like that. That would be a lie. And I don't want to stretch this long because I want us to be out of here soon. So I'll just round up with this. Every one of us has that single friend <laughs> Wait now. That single friend who is just a little lackadaisical about their love life. For almost no reason. Has anybody's singleness frustrated you so much you tried to match make them? That's... <laughs> you say you must marry, you say... Uh, hi, have you met my friend? Come, 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 come. Come and meet somebody. Come. <laughs> uh, uh, by the way, she works in this company. She says, you must marry. What's your own? You know, but the thing is, after you've done everything, it's still, it's still up to them. In fact, I've retired from matchmaking because <laughs> the last time I tried it, Everybody, we have new eunuchs in the 21st century. <laughs> you know, because at the end of the day, the truth is in your head, this is a match made in heaven now. Are we playing? This, look at this guy, look at this girl. But for somehow, it just doesn't work. Now, the reason I'm, I'm saying this, I heard someone give this illustration, it's so powerful. It's because... It's one thing for me to be preaching and to say, Jesus loves you. He loves you so much. He died for you and all of that. If you're going to get it, it's going to take baptism. She can take a hold of you. She can explain it to you by miraculous affection. Come on, are you getting what I'm saying? So, I, I can just preach and hope that the spirit of love will overwhelm you. I want to sell you a vision. You see, there are many things I hold dear in my life, but nothing comes close to this Jesus. Nothing, 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 nothing. If he tells me, drop this ministry, don't do it again. I will drop it. And you will never see me again. He loves you. I want you to love him back and love him fervently. That's any impurity that has 
clogged your heart and has affected your sensitivity to his love, put it aside. The Bible says to lay aside every weight and every sin that easily besets you to run with patience. Your fondness for him can grow. This is what this year is about. It's a solid year. He wants you to be planted, rooted and grounded in his love. That's why we're starting this year on these notes. Fall in love with Jesus more. It's going to take time, but it's worth it. Spend more time with him. Not just in church, but on your own. Create a plan. Let there be a structure. Develop reverence for his word. You know, can I tell you this? This year, don't play around what the Bible is clear on. It is one way to protect your love life in the Lord. Hold to the word of God. Embrace it with your chest. Be vocal about it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just close your eyes. Close your eyes. Thank you, Lord. It's a song I heard years ago, written by one of us. It says, your love is moving. It's taking over. Your love is moving. It's taking over. Your love is moving. It's taking over me. Your love is moving. It's taking over. Your love is moving. It's taking over. Your love is moving. It's taking over me. He said he wants fullness, not half. Say, your love is, is taking over. Your love is moving. It's taking over me. Your love is taking over me. Over me. Your love is moving. It's breaking barriers. Destroying idols. It's filling up space. It's overwhelming you and it will soften your heart. Hey, your love is moving. It's taking over. It's moving over me. It's taking over. Your love. <laughs> your love is Defeating rebellion. Your love. Your love. Your love. Your love. Do you see it moving? Sing, your love is moving. It's taking over. It's defeating habits. It's taking over. Defeating mediocrity. It's taking over me. And this is how I know 2023 will be different. Your love is moving. It's taking over. It's taking over me. It's taking over me. It's taking over me. The chorus says. 
shall be filled. For everyone longing and ready for a deeper experience in your love this year 2023 let the stuff that drunk Christians are made of come upon them overwhelm them defeat their desires defeat their idols Put aside besetting sins. Give them a fresh desire for prayer. A fresh longing for the secret place. A fresh passion for the word. Let this year 2023 be a solid year in your love. Become the chief joy in the heart of everyone. In the mighty name of Jesus. Until... At the top of our love, it's only you. Let every other name fade away. Every inordinate desire fade away. Pride, selfish ambition, we put them aside. And we gaze on you and you alone. Lord, let there be testimonies of a revived Christian love work. Testimonies. Testimonies. Thank you, Father. Glory to your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Give him a shout of praise. You may want to rejoice a little. Rejoice a little. Rejoice a little. Rejoice. Woo! Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, 
reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000. Blessings.